Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? This question from John is quite different in tone from the man that we encountered a week ago, if you were here in church. Because, of course, last Sunday, John was triumphant. After he proclaimed the coming of the Lord, crowds from throughout Judea and Jerusalem flocked to the River Jordan to be baptized by him. There were no doubts about Jesus' identity. However, this morning, John is in a really different posture because he's imprisoned And from behind the walls of his prison cell, John is trying to make sense of what has transpired. Surely, the Messiah would come with great power and great might, and the people of Israel would be relieved from the oppression they faced because of the Roman occupiers. However, as John surveyed the landscape, not much had changed. The people of Israel continued to struggle and to suffer. And so in the face of this sobering reality, John posed one of the central questions of faith. When the Messiah has come, Shouldn't everything be perfect? So why is the world in an uproar? Why does it feel as if things are falling apart? And I dare say, friends, this morning as we consider not only the circumstances of our own lives, but uh, the issues facing this city of Memphis that we love, and indeed our entire country, we may wonder, is the Christmas story true? Or is it just another fairy tale that we tell our children? Jesus, was I wrong about who I thought you were? Should I still be searching for the one who is to come? That's John's question. And notice Jesus' answer. The answer isn't, yes, I am the Messiah, or no, I'm sorry, I'm not. Instead, Jesus responded to John's question with another question, which was a very familiar practice. John, what have you seen? What have you heard? What signs might there be to give you an indication? 
And then Jesus quoted the prophet Isaiah in describing the ways in which God chooses to manifest God's self to God's creation. Because God's response to turmoil and violence is not more violence, no. The signs of God's presence include a reconciled, healthy, supportive, nurturing community. When the blind see and the lame walk, when the deaf hear and lepers are cleansed, when the dead are raised and the poor receive good news, then we know that the Messiah is here. So consider that litany. Those things aren't things that usually happen in the context of Sunday morning worship, right? So for Jesus, there's got to be more to connecting with God than coming to church. Now, don't get me wrong, Scott. I want people to come to church, and it is great after COVID to look out and see so many people gathered. It's really important, and our souls, our spirits are fed by the sacraments, the sacraments of uh, not only the Holy Eucharist today, but also baptism and confirmation and reception. We're fed by word and sacrament, and yet we're also intended, once we've been fortified in worship, to go forth to be a blessing to others. Think about all the people who were partners with Jesus during the course of his earthly ministry. Not only were there the 12, but there were countless men and women who heard him preach, who watched him heal, and then they did likewise. They are our examples. And I think we, if we're honest, uh, we follow their model with a little bit of fear and trembling, knowing that our efforts are partial at best. As we state in the right one version of the Eucharist, we present ourselves, our souls, and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice to God. So Jesus is the one who takes our reasonable offerings and transforms them into something beyond our wildest imaginations. And that is good. And yet, still, when we look out and survey the landscape, we know that all is not right in the world, even though the Messiah has come. I think it's one of the paradoxes of faith, this conundrum between now and not yet. God's grace continually breaks into the world in ways that am amaze and astound us. And that's the sign 
that God is here right now. And yet, we experience devastating losses which draw us up short and may suggest that the kingdom of God isn't quite here yet. If we lose our job or our health, our sense of security or an important relationship, we might, may find ourselves in the same position as John, wondering, has the Messiah come yet? Or are we still waiting for the one who came to save? And maybe that's why the author of the epistle encourages patience. Patience. Using the example of farming, we are reminded that waiting is part of the faith journey. The farmer waits during the winter months, but she certainly worked hard in the spring and summer to prepare for next year's harvest. So patience isn't synonymous with passivity and just sitting back and doing nothing. No, there are things that we can do in the midst of waiting. Because faith without works is dead. Faith is an active and living force. Faith is more than something that just happens to us. There are practices that you and I can engage in to till the soil of our hearts so that God's good seed can bear good fruit in due season. And so I wonder, my friends, what can you do during this season of Advent to help nurture your relationship with God and with the people God has placed in your lives? And in case you're concerned about the roadmap, I think we have a roadmap. As Episcopalians, we will in just a few minutes, all recite the baptismal covenant. And that's certainly a sense of what our faith tradition believes is the roadmap to following Christ. And in Isaiah, God provided a highway which was so well marked that nobody could get lost, not even fools. Pretty simple, right? You get on the road and Hopefully, you'll get to the right destination. But still, we get lost, right? Because being on a highway suggests it's a journey. And every journey has high points. And for the persons being baptized, confirmed, and received this morning, today is a high point in your journey. But journeys aren't always smooth. They include detours and potholes and bad weather. And so, after sending prophet after prophet after prophet to help direct God's people in the journey, God finally sent us the ultimate navigation system. <laughs> Jesus, who came among us, in human form as the living 
embodied path for God's people to follow. The one whose birth we await was a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. And so our lives are comprised of the miraculous and the mundane. And when we are afraid or uncertain or confused, it's okay to ask God the hard questions. It's okay to express all of that to God. God isn't offended by any of that. And the places where repentance and restoration are showing forth even in the midst of brokenness, maybe we can see that a couple of ways. That could be a sign, well, there is brokenness, so God isn't here yet. Or it could be that the rebuilding of community, even in the midst of that, is exactly the evidence we need that God is engaged in our lives. Jesus is standing before us, asking each one of us, what do you see? What do you hear? What's going on, not only in your life, but in your school, or at your job, or in your neighborhood? And if everything isn't perfect, if some of the things that we see are really troubling, and we feel like we want things to improve, Jesus is inviting us to be a part of the solution, to join with him in the ministry of reconciliation. So it is a blessing to maybe not have everything so spelled out so clearly. Maybe it's in the working through of the answers to the questions that we see God in God's fullness. So for that, we do give thanks in God's name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates, or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.